Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, we got a great question for today about student loans. Uh, student loans. There's a few student loans out there in the market. Whew, just a tad. Uh, you know, I believe always that it is a great investment to invest in yourself. I think student loans have to be looked at that way. Uh, where else? Where else? Uh, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I think you got to do the cost-benefit analysis. Well, look. If it's you, not always a great investment. If you have an education and you have the ability to... Spend $50,000 to make $20,000 more by having a education. That's a 40% return on but your investment. That's the cost-benefit analysis part. you got to make oh, sure if yeah. you're going to get a student loan. So if you don't have one yet, and yeah, you're going to Yeah, not, a, not a master's in psychology to be a barista at Starbucks. Hi, thanks for stopping on Starbucks. What can I get started for you today? Yeah, make sure there's a roadmap or a plan. Don't... Uh, for instance, for a long time, just getting an MBA was something that people did because there was this perception that Hey, if you had an NBA from University of Phoenix, you would just do better. And to some extent, that's right. But if you don't have a roadmap or goals for after that of what you want to do and, and how you're going to achieve a, a higher salary or something of that nature, that might be a good, important first step prior to rushing down into the student loan world. I think we agree on that. Great. Good. Let's talk about how to pay these suckers off. We got a great question about that. Let's go. D-I-Y. Hey guys, thanks for taking my question. As you know, many millennials are facing huge student loan debts. There are all sorts of payment plans out there to manage the monthly cost, but it has been recommended by some to pay off this debt in its entirety rather than manage monthly payments. How would you recommend treating this debt? Is it better to tackle these huge loans and put everything else on hold? Or is it better to accept that these are a monthly payment for the next 10 to 20 years? Oh, that's good. That's a good one. I love it. I love it because it's it's infused with psychology, which, as you know, that's my hot button. I love it. What do you say, Daniel? I say uh, it really depends here. Oh, uh, come on. Well, I'm going to expand on that. Okay, okay. No bunting. So it, it's there's not going to be a flat-out immediate answer. I think, uh, obviously, you need to take the first steps first. The first steps are... Uh, one, to do your tracking, figure out your budget, et cetera. Uh, you know, kind of our initial DIY sort of 101 boot campish type of things. Make sure you have that down. Then make sure you at least, we've talked about this in previous episodes when it comes to paying off debt and so forth, make sure you have an emergency fund. Because when you start getting really committed to paying stuff down, uh, crap happens and you need money. And paying off something at 5 or 6% interest rate like a student loan hopefully is around that amount. Uh, to then have you know the car break down or medical bills and turn around and put it on a 22% credit card, that's not a DIY move. So let's not do that. Make sure you have that emergency fund set in place. Once all that is done, and if you've created the margin in your budget or if you've created extra income that you now have, I do like working if you've paid off you know other debts and so forth that are higher interest rates uh, or lower amounts, whichever method you choose, whether it's the low amount snowball method or the high interest rate method, whatever that is, uh, if you're down to just the student loans, I do like paying these off, but you have to wrap that up into your overall goals and what you want to do. Because 
uh, for a lot of people with student loans, these are pretty significant amounts uh, that stretch 10 to 20 years because that's the amount it's going to take uh, some people to actually pay those off. And in the midst of that 20, 10 to 20 years, you might have ambitions to buy a house. You might have uh, ambitions to uh, maybe uh, start a family, etc. All of those are going to take cash and all of those, uh, well, not buying a house, but many of those uh, financing will be at a higher rate than your student loans. And so what I would say is as you approach paying off those student loans, yes, create that monthly payment in your budget and commit to paying off that for the next X amount of years. Sock away money into uh, a high-yield savings account or something of that nature uh, as an extra payment. And then once a year or twice a year, sock as much as you can off of that student loan. What you're doing by doing that is you are creating liquidity in an account, but then flagging that account or earmarking that account to go towards your student loans at some point in time. The risk that you have in just paying extra every single month, which is a good method to do. If you, if you can work that into your budget and stay disciplined, then by all means do it. But the risk that you have is that you're uh, reducing your long-term liquidity uh, to pay off these things that might still be, even with an extra $100, $200, $300 a month, still might be 10-year payments. And you're not building up that sort of the nugget of liquidity that you could have for other emergencies or other events that come up in life in, say, three to five years that you might be in a better position to use that cash for. Does that make sense? Makes a great deal of okay. sense. And I love how you went back to the steps because a lot of this can be can be summarized and finalized by just going through the steps. I would categorize student loan debt with auto debt in that second debt segment. And all debt is crap. I, I mean, I'm just going to be, I don't, I hear this, oh, this is good debt. What? No, come on. It's not good debt. When you owe somebody, it's not good debt. The freedom uh, is to be out of debt. That's the key. But we have three levels of debt. We have the real crappy debt, which is the credit card debt, uh, where you know you have high interest rates and even the zero percent. If they play the credit card game, zero percent interest rates, etc. You're you're financing your purchases, uh, and if you're not using that to pay off immediately, uh, then that's a problem. So that's the first level of debt. Second level of debt, I would throw in autos and student loan. And that is, you know, these are big purchases. You want them paid off, but maybe you're not going to be able to do it immediately. You want to be looking at the interest rate situation. You know, can you get a very low auto loan? Can you continue to keep your interest rate on your student loans very, very low? And, and again, just as Daniel said, ultimately, yeah, make sure you have it in the budget to first and foremost pay them. Right. So as you're developing your budget, you've been tracking your expenses, you're developing your budget. And oh, by the way, side slot here, we're beta testing a boot camp. Boom. It's awesome. Taking people through the actual steps, the real steps of how to budget, create a budget, track expenses, etc. We're doing that with some folks right now, beta testing that. I'm very excited about that. Another segment altogether. But Nonetheless, you've been tracking expenses, you have your budget, you're paying your minimums, and then you're notching off the various boxes. Fast cash, 1000 bucks, boom. Emergency fund, three months, boom. All the crap debt gone, boom. Now, the question is, and maybe this is where you're at, I have margin, right? Difference between income and outgo. Where should I apply it? I'm agreeing with Daniel for sure. 
Take that excess margin, drop it into a high-yield savings account, let it build up. This is in addition to your emergency and your fast cash. You've got it in the high-yield savings. Then evaluate it on a maybe semi-annual or annual basis. Take a look and say, okay, I've built this up. Where do I want to apply it? And in my opinion, if you are hung up with getting rid of this liquidity because you feel like it's an asset to you and this debt is not, that's a psychological hurdle you're going to have to get over. I see this a lot in our practice where people still have a a balance on a mortgage. They have the money to pay it off and they want to be debt-free, but they just don't want to write that large check. And I joke with them, right? I say, look, I'll write the check. You just sign it. Just move the money and get it gone. I believe that once you start building that up, if you've gone through those steps, you want to take the steps to pay that off for sure. But as Daniel said, don't zap 100% of your liquidity. This is after the fast cash, after the emergency fund, you've created the margin, et cetera. I'm in the camp that you pay it off. You become debt-free completely if you can, but at minimum, category one, category two. Anything else to add for that, Daniel? Yeah, so another... uh kind of strategy that you can use that we've used from time to time is for that savings account that you're using. Uh, for instance, we use Ally. That's not a, a promotion. We're not sponsored by them. We should be. We should be. Uh, th- they pay competitive interest rates. Sometimes they're a little lower than than what you can find elsewhere. Sometimes they're a little higher. Uh, but, but they're among the top five to 10 uh, banks usually as far as savings interest rates go. What we do is we set up a savings account there, uh, a flagged for whatever that, or we have done before, is flagged for that specific debt or whatever that is or that asset. We just keep chucking money in there, and we set up the auto payment to come out of that savings account. So it's it's as if you are continuing to kind of pay into that uh, account, if you will, and it kind of mindlessly comes out of that account. And and then when you make your payment on a semi-annually or annually basis, it also comes out of the account. So it... It just makes it easy to where you're only putting money into one place, if you will. You're not having to make a payment to your student loans and to a savings account. You're putting everything into that savings account. It's building up, building up, building up, and it just automatically comes out of there for your payment. And then every now and then when you notice you have a 1000 or or 2000 or whatever extra buffer in there, it, you know you can take out some extra and apply it to your loan as needed. So it, it, it just... It's a way to automate it. Works for some people. Works for me mentally. It may not work for everybody, though. I love it. I want to throw one caveat in here, and that's the only one I've heard some people say, well, I don't want to pay this off because I hear that we're going to basically have student loans forgiven. Um, My opinion is is that will never fly, uh, regardless of what my view is on it. And I'll tell you why. Um, My wife and I paid off her student loans. I would be one of the first people in line asking for that credit back that I paid towards her student loans. And I would imagine I would not be alone in that. So I don't think that you should position yourself to be waiting for uh, government assistance if you feel you're not paying off a student loan because you think that eventually we will get to the point where uh, we have an environment where student loans are forgiven. I just do not see that as a good strategy at all. All right, that was a great question. That's a heck of a question. If you're new to the show, the way you get on this uh, is to send us an email with a voice memo. Get on your iTunes, uh, or sorry, your iPhone or your Android. You have to download an app for that. And uh, send us a voice memo via email, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. If your question is selected 
four-hour show, just as our last question was regarding the student loan, we will send you a $25 e-gift card from Amazon to purchase, I guess, whatever you want. Right, Daniel? Yeah, hopefully maybe a really good book on personal finance. There you go. Which Where's our book on personal finance? It's, it's coming. It's coming. It'll Boom. be on Amazon once it is. Hey, you better believe it. Hey, and we've got a lot of questions in the queue now, which is a lot of fun. So it might be a few weeks till we get to your question. But please keep those questions coming and the interaction, the dialogue, as well as written questions. Feel free to send us those questions as well. You can send it to our Insta, DIY dot money. That's DIY dot money or Twitter, DIY money Q. That's at DIY money Q. Just the letter, not C-U-E. Do I have an email address yet? You don't have an email. I don't even have an email address. We just have, D. what is it? Podcast at DIYmoney.org. Okay, good. I'm glad you checked those. <laughs> of course I checked those. That's how we get these on the show, Daniel. Thanks. Come on. But how's the Insta page? Insta page is going really well. Uh, so if you're not following us on Insta, follow us there. In the coming weeks, we're going to start doing even some more fun stuff with uh, Instagram stories and maybe even a few uh, live interactions on Instagram uh, where we'll talk to people live uh, if you have a specific uh, thing that you want to chat about. So uh, just keep watch of, of some of the fun things that we're kind of unfolding there. Whether you know it or not, you are part of the DIY Money Tribe. We're starting a movement here. I'm very excited about it. Share it with your friends and family. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. 